the Dreamcast Hour. And welcome to the show, and once again I do not have my notes lined up, because of course I don't, so why don't I just stall for time while I scroll up through my notes? Good idea, okay. So, what have we got on the show today? Grab your Dreamcast tissue boxes, because all heroes must fall. Sega and a few other games consoles you've probably never heard of. And if I won't call myself a hero, it's time for my fall, and I'll need help getting back up. Dark intro aside, today on the Dreamcast Hour we'll be taking a look. We'll be taking a look at the death of the Dreamcast and the other 6th generation platforms that took its place.
Okay, right, so apologies. Apparently, we had a connection drop there, and um, it was Sonic Chronicles. You know, everyone's favourite soundtrack. I love how it sounds like a out of date NES game. Anyway, so that was it. Doesn't matter from Sonic Adventure, and I'm now recording for Audacity just to ensure that the podcast actually works. But I can edit around that one. So now this is normally where we have the Dreamcast news segment, and I was going to do something special with the last one, but there's no news. I know. Why? So instead, we're going to be monologuing a bit. So. Uh, we seem to be missing any form of news this week, so we got instead this segment to fill something with. So, I'd like to know, what is your favourite Dreamcast game? What's mine, you ask? I know no one asks, but whatever. Uh, the Sonic Adventure. I love the story, the gameplay, and the overall feeling of adventure the game gives off. PT Kickass also talked about it, so perhaps you should, um, you know, listen to his podcast whenever that goes up, maybe? Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, if for some reason you don't own it, pick it up. I mean, I have nine copies, you can borrow one, I guess. And a close second would be Rez. The, the game is an experience, down to the gameplay, the visuals, and definitely the music. Just describing the game doesn't do it justice. If you have quite a bit of money to spare, grab the Dreamcast version. If not, grab Res HD for the Xbox 360 or Res Infinite for the PS4. So, let's see what people are saying. Um, True says guess. Hmm, I'm gonna guess... Hmm... Sonic Adventure... No, oh, oh Sky's Arcadia, who would have guessed it? Uh, PT Kicker says never played, never played Dreamcast. Mirko says Sonic Adventure, even though I didn't like it. You're the disgusting human being. Cause Sonic Adventure is great. Uh, True's favorite game is definitely Jet Set Radio. Yes, it is, PT. My favorite game is SA2. Jamie, you'd be correct. Love that game. You know, definitely don't hate it. Um, Veritex says SA. I'm gonna guess that Sonic Adventure. If not, I'm done for. Soul Reaver and Shadow Man. All games that I'm familiar with, I just haven't played because not having the time to play stuff can be rather annoying. I don't know if you figured that out yet. I'm just gonna wait a bit for some more stuff. I'm guessing by the amount of uh, wait, have I dropped? I don't know ever at this point. No, okay, I haven't. Um, Flair is now plugging Level Up Live, who are playing Poo Poo Tetris. Perfect time, you know, middle of a live show. I'm joking. Still love you, man. Uh, Jamie says, I think my favourite is Jet Set Radio, even though I've only played the port on PS3. Um, that's how a lot of people, I think, played it originally, and truth be told, I think that's the better port out of the two, although it is missing a few bits. So if you want to experience the game, and I, I'll say the same, if you want to experience any of the games in the Sega Her- Heritage Collection, whether that's Nights into Dreams, Sonic Adventure 2, or Jet Set Radio, uh, pick up the HD versions on Xbox Live, Steam, or PSN. They're, you know, they're probably the best versions, but if we're talking like SA1 and all those original Dreamcast ports like Space Channel 5, Crazy Taxi and Sega Bass Fishing, they're better on the Dreamcast, do not pick up the awful, the awful 360 PS3 versions, as well as Steam, because some of them were on Steam. Um, let's see what else we got before I move on to the next segment, so uh, Mirko says SA2 is quite nice. Mirko, that is such a lie. Sadex is so much better. No, the the PC 2004 version is... SA1 is better on the GameCube, Jamie says, and PT says Sadex is so much better as well. But the version on the GameCube and the original PC version, the 2004 one, are very good. Just the Steam, Xbox Live, and PSN versions are very... Um, True says my favourite DC games, Soul Calibur, Re- I'm, I'm going to guess that means Res and PSO. Uh, Veritex says, Sa- Sadex is sad. 
and PT says Sedex is worse. I'm going to kill you, PT, because I love Sedex. <laughs> um, Riz even, yep, okay. And the only improvement on Sedex is the models and some textures. Even then, some of the textures aren't that much better, but whatever. I just want to play some games on the on the GameCube. Nobody said Shenmue, according to True. I don't know how, because normally everyone's just talking non-stop about that game during my show, so... I guess I dodged the bullet. Yay! Now that works, I guess. And I'm just gonna wait for some last minute answers before I move on, so. Stall for time during a segment which should be news. But, um, actually, I wanna say something. Um, I wanna thank the Dreamcast Junkyard for all of the new segments we've done so far, because they've been incredibly helpful in writing, or in helping me to write all of this. Like, that, I often go to their site to view news anyway, so just. When it's all on one site, it's incredibly convenient, and it's also very well written. But anyway, we got some more stuff. Uh, PT says, Sadix has more problems with audio and collision. It's true, there are some like clips and stuff, like Speed Highway clip, I think, is exclusive to Sadix. Retrix says, only the original SA1 and SA2 on Dreamcast have the Chow Adventure minigames on the VMU. Yes, but um, Tiny, Tiny Chow Garden on SA1 and SA2 on the GameCube also exist. Um, the SA2 remaster, though that's better, only worse than the audio department. Uh, True says PSO was my most played game and it gave me a £400 phone bill. Gotta love that 33.6 and 56k modem. Yes. Anyway, we're gonna move on now because it's been dragging on for too long. We are gonna play farewell credits from the Dreamcast indie game Ghostblade. Enjoy.
to 7 billion listeners. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Okay, welcome back to the show. That was a farewell credits from Ghostblade. And now we're going to move on to talk about the death of the Dreamcast. I know, a lovely thing to talk about. So I got a little speech lined up, because you know, why not I guess? And plus I wanted to sort of get all my points into one, because this is going to be a long show tonight. So I wanted to make sure that I covered as many points as I wanted to as possible. So. For many people in the US, they would consider Sonic Adventure 2 the Dreamcast's last push for relevance in the market. However, the Dreamcast pushed onwards in Europe and Japan, with the console going into 2002 and beyond. While very late Dreamcast titles were moved on to other consoles in the US, many of those games saw a release on the Dreamcast in Europe and Japan, due to the console being slightly more popular in those regions. Games such as Shenmue 2, Headhunter and Res were all released for the Dreamcast in Europe and Japan. They were, sh- they were taken over to different consoles in North America, and we'll be speaking about those consoles shortly. Sadly, the console did not survive into 2003 in Europe, but impressively the console pushed on up until 2007 in Japan. Games are still being sold online by independent developers through Sega of Japan's online store, much like the Dreamcast indie scene except officially back through Sega of Japan's online store, Sega Direct, the last game ever officially released for the console. Chaos, although I've heard it's pronounced Crows, was released on March 8, 2007. The game was not pan- planned to be released as the last Dreamcast game, but Sega soon stopped allowing the developers to officially release games through their service, service abruptly making Crows the last official game we'll ever see on the Sega platform. The console still lives in a zombie-like way, with Indian homebrew games being frequently released on the console to this day. A total of 12 Indian homebrew games were released onto the console last year. Although that doesn't sound like much, most other consoles that receive homebrew and indie games are lucky to receive any more than one game a year, so 12 games is an impressive feat. So have you got an opinion on any of the games we just talked about there? Why don't you get on over to rodeose.ga forward slash discord if you're not already in our discord server? Or perhaps you could post your opinion through the Twitter feed, or maybe our Facebook. Our Twitter is Radio Sega, or sorry, at Radio Sega, and our Facebook is Radio Sega. So, um, Marco says, I heard that as Indian homebrew games. Um, Veritech says, Headhunter was great. I will agree. Well, I did love Head- Headhunter from what I got to play a bit. It's just I've had so many games to play for this show that I didn't get time to extensively play any of them. So, I should probably talk about some of the games that I mentioned. Sonic Adventure 2, eh, I didn't like it as much as the first one, it's meh for me. Considering that I loved the first one, it's just such a disappointment. It doesn't mean it's bad, just disappointing in my opinion. Um, I also mentioned Shenmue 2, once again I, I only got about 20 minutes into that because I just didn't have time to play it unfortunately. But from what I did play of it, very fun, I can see why people love the series, and I think Shenmue 2 is the better of the Shenmue games. Headhunter, very fun, as I've already said, and Rez, one of my favourite games, as I mentioned earlier. It's a great experience if you haven't played Rez before. And um, Crows, Kados, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've, I did enjoy that game. It's a very cool shoot 'em up incredibly expensive due to it being the last Dreamcast game. So if you want to play the game, I believe there's a Wii version which you'll have to import, or there is a 3DS version available on all 3DS major regions, so it's available in Europe, Japan, and the US. 
Which is the version I played and I did enjoy that. So we're still going on about the Indian homebrew thing. Yes, uh, if you, any of you Indian homebrew Dreamcast fanatics want to join the show, I guess go ahead with that as well. But um, we're going to be going on to a song break. And um, th there's no way I can really say this song name politely because it's a song from Crows. And although the game was rated Solo A in Japan, which is like the lowest age rating, um, its track names are questionable. And I know this is meant to be a PG show, but um, I really can't censor this. So uh, here is You Can't Fuck Me from Crows, Caddox, whatever you want to call it. Enjoy. Thank you. 
There we go, so that was the song title that I'm not going to repeat from um, Crows because apparently I got a bit of backlash <laughs> from saying that, so whatever. I'm not going to repeat it, but uh, during the break, people were having an argument over what Peggy rating my show should now be. So we have Pe Peggy 18, Peggy 50, Peggy 99, Peggy 420, Peggy stop, Peggy okay, Peggy what you doing, Peggy no. And uh, Eclipse says I love drum and bass music. Uh, it's pretty good when it's done right. In all honesty, and especially in, Crows does have some really good drum and bass music. Uh, some of it's better than others, and oh god, Veritex now changed his name to Peggy Tex. So um, it's my it's time to talk about the other sick gen consoles now, and I'm gonna start with my favourite, the PS. No, it's the GameCube. <laughs> Although the GameCube was the last console released within the 6th generation, we're going to be talking about it first because it's my favourite. Yes, you heard that right. The GameCube beats the Dreamcast in my personal rankings. Although the GameCube wasn't the most popular console with third-party developers, Sega took full advantage of Nintendo's purple lunchbox and released most of their family-friendly games on it, due to the child-friendly nature of the console. Although the first Sega games released for the GameCube were Super Monkey Ball and Crazy Taxi, in an ironic twist, the third game made by Sega on the GameCube was Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Yes, the game that many people would consider to be the Dreamcast's final attempt to complete, compete with Nintendo was now on a Nintendo console. That had to hurt for Sega fans back in the day. Other notable Sega games released over the years included ports of PSO Episodes 1 and 2, the originally GameCube exclusive Super Monkey Ball 2, a port of the well-received Skies of Arcadia, the decent platformer Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, the criminally underrated F-Zero GX, the pretty good RPG Virtual Quest, and my favourite of all, the pretty decent port of an all-time classic Sonic Adventure DX. Also, a fun fact, the Dreamcast Hour was originally a show called PodCube, a show focusing around the history of the GameCube. However, the concept was changed to focus around the Dreamcast when I was given the opportunity to pitch the show to Radio Sega. So let's see what you guys have been saying. Um, GameCube is too edgy, t uh, but very text, no. <laughs> I should call you a real name. Uh, GameCube sucks according to uh, PT, I'm gonna kill you, and Mirko agrees. So uh, yeah, you're both banned from my chat room now, guys. Next, next to me. SO2 bad all according to Veritex. True says the GameCube has some awesome ports. Uh, I didn't say that. Jamie said that. Uh, SA2 the only good Sonic game released on two consoles in the same year in Japan. Oh, sorry, the only Sonic game released on two consoles in the same year in Japan. Um, yeah, stuff's going on in the Discord. They're being weird again. Um, and since Monkey Ball was originally a Naomi game intended for the Dreamcast, I believe we should have some music from Super Monkey Ball. That and I just really want an excuse to play some GameCube music, so here's the credits theme from Super Monkey Ball.
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega. And welcome back to the show. That was the credits theme from Super Monkey Ball. And uh, hijinks have been ensuing in the chat because PD asked whether we're going to be talking about the Xbox. That's a good question. Unfortunately, I don't think we will be talking about the Xbox. So uh, why don't we see what's up next and which console we'll be talking about. Oh, it's the original Xbox. Whoops. What a shock. So, initially, the Xbox seems to get the best deal with Sega. Since Microsoft had worked on the Dreamcast, developing tools such as Windows CE, at one point in the Xbox's development, backwards compatibility with Dreamcast games was considered, but scrapped due to Microsoft not supporting the network functions of Dreamcast games due to it conflicting with their own Xbox Live service. Original designs of the original Xbox controller also show that it looked very similar to the Dreamcast controller, obviously taking some inspiration. At launch, Sega announced a 10-game deal with Microsoft to bring some of Sega's most iconic franchises to the Xbox. Things were looking great for Xbox fans, however, things were not so great behind the scenes. Peter Moore, who was one of the main figures behind the Dreamcast project, knew that his time at Sega was running out. He could potentially land himself a job at Microsoft, so many of the dream wait uh, potentially land himself a job at Microsoft. So many of oh sorry I read that one. So many of the Dreamcast games were rescheduled to be released. Oh so many of the Dreamcast games scheduled to be released in 2001 were shift o- shifted over to the Xbox in order to secure the job. The move worked with Peter getting his way into Microsoft, but Dreamcast fans weren't exactly happy. The most the most famous example of fan outrage at this decision was the scrap release of the long-awaited Shenmue 2. Fans either paid extra to import the European or Japanese copies, or had to shell out even more to buy themselves an Xbox and a North American copy of the game. Needless to say, not many Shenmue fans liked Peter Moore after the incident. Aside from that, Sega Xbox games were fairly well received, and many classics were either revived with new games or received remakes on Microsoft's PC in a black and green case. Most notable Sega Notable Sega games on the console include The Better Than Nothing Crazy Taxi 3, The Hardest Nails Gun Valkyrie, The Action Pack Better Than the First Jet Set Radio, Jet Set Radio Future, the pretty decent follow up to an all time classic Panzer Dragoon Orga, Orga, <laughs> the fan favourites Fantasy Star Online Episodes 1 and 2, The Masterpiece Shenmue 2, and the all new and revived Outrun 2 and Outrun 2006. So, have you got an opinion on any of these games? posted in the discord so I'm going to be talking about some of the games that I spoke about so um, actually to be fair I did already get my opinions across on most of these I didn't talk about Sonic Heroes or Shadow the Hedgehog um, very good ports of the Xbox admittedly you may not like both of the games but the Xbox versions were very well done and that can be said about that can be said about most Xbox games they were very well done even if the games themselves weren't that great um, let's see what hijinks are on here. Uh, the Microsoft Dreamcast, according to Peggy99, aka Mirko, who decided to change his name for no reason. Um, someone called Stolart saying they suggested to sell the comp- company to Microsoft around the Dreamcast period. Ah, uh, you gotta love Solar, haven't you? Solar, Stolart, or oh, whatever. True says Peter Moore is a dick. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sonic Hero's PS2 version is the best. The Shadow's the same. Yeah, I love that cinematic frame rate in, uh, you know, Shadow and the Sonic Heroes, you know, that, that tw- 24 frames per second looks just like a movie. Um, 20 says JSRF is better, Heroes PS2 is the worst version, had that version, Outrun, Coast to Coast was alright. 
um, PT says, it's slow motion vibe, but yes. So that way if you want to practice the game, they were feeling really generous. Pra practice on the PS2 version. Because, you know, you got that nice slow motion, the game's a bit easier. Um, uh, Mirko says, the legit copy of Shadow for the PS2. I need to explain this joke to the listeners. So um, basically, Mirko, uh, you know, uh, legally downloads a lot of his games, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and um, one of the games he got was Shadow the Hedgehog. And he it, he didn't like the game, so uh, instead he just scribbled on the label in black pen. So um, the entire disc artwork is just completely black. It is brilliant. Uh, True says, PSO on Xbox Live was good, but the best game was Defo Auto. From what I played of Auto, I enjoyed it because I picked it up one time before my Xbox disc drive was broken. Uh, Veritex says, anyone play Gun Valkyrie on the Xbox? Yes, I have. I did really enjoy Gun Valkyrie from what I played because I played it for last episode, which was Cancel Games, which you should take a listen to. I'm really good at this plug thing. So uh, let's see if anyone's got any last minute comments before we move on to our Xbox tracker choice. Stalling for time, yes. Uh, Jamie says, PS4 on the GameCube was better, even though I haven't played it on Xbox or online. Um, PSO was on the GameCube, yeah, you are right. Um, the GameCube did have a broadband adapter, so I don't know, I've never tried out PSO on the GameCube, I don't know what it's like. The only reason I played it was because I wanted to get the Knights minigame. <laughs> yeah, and actually I just realised that I could have I got a ROM of the game all along and not bothered to play PSO. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Oh well. Anyway, right, we're going to move on to our track of choice for the Xbox. And since we just talked about PSO, and I know people always want to hear some PSO music on the show, here's Can Can Still See the Light from PSO. I don't know which episode it's from, it's from PSO. Enjoy.
Okay, welcome back. That was Can Still See the Light from Fantasy Star Online. I had a main brain blank for the second then. Um, don't don't judge me, okay? So, um, why don't we talk about everyone's favourite console? We're going to talk about the Dreamcast at no. Oh, we have to talk about it, unfortunately. Let's talk about the PS2. Now, I know people are going to be incredibly excited in the chat because they've been bringing up the PS2 every single episode. So, let's finally please them and talk about it. Oh, look, now we have to talk about the console that I'm nervous to mention because I, I know I'll get flooded by the PS2 as better Dreamcast Sucks comments. I don't think the PS2 would have been Sega's first choice of consoles to make games for, considering, you know, it killed them in the console industry. They seem to be reluctant to develop for the PS2 due to it being the largest console of all Oh, they seem to reluctantly develop for the PS2 due to it being the largest console of all time. It also became clear that Sega didn't like the PS2 due to the quality of some of their games released on it. Although some Dreamcast games were ported to the console well, such as Res and Space Channel 5, ports from the Xbox and GameCube were shocking, such as the ports of Sonic Heroes and Shadow the Hedgehog. Both of those games have downgraded visuals and setbacks on the technical side, but despite that, the game still ran at an atrocious frame rate and looked ugly to boot. Rumour has it that Sega only developed these games for the PS2 due to Sony claiming to stop Sega from releasing future games on the console if a Sonic game was not released. Notable games include the abysmal Europe-only Altered Beast, solid ports of the Dreamcast and Arcade Classics Crazy Taxi and F355 Challenge, a pretty good Japan-only port of the beloved Saturn game Nights into Dreams, the previously mentioned great port of Res, not just for the trance vibrator, the stolen Dreamcast game Shinobi, a stomach-sickening port of the great port of a great port of an arcade game, Super Monkey Ball Deluxe, and a sort of spiritual successor to the Shenmue franchise Yakuza, although calling it a spiritual successor to Shenmue is really downplaying how great Yakuza is. So... Oh, I have to read through the comments, no... <laughs> Jamie's excited because we're talking about PS2. Twitty says grow up with the PS2, and so did PT. And um, Mirko says obligatory PS2 is better. Con comment and same. It was his only console till 2014. Twitty says, but you know Shenmue. There's another reason mention it since no one cares for it during this episode. Veritex says DC equals innovative and groundbreaking. PS2 equals cheap DVD player. I have to agree there. And Jamie says the PS2 has some great games despite its tech specs. That's true, but then again, if you really push yourself hard enough, you can make a good game, I guess, with limited. With, like, example, just take, you know, Mega Drive games. A lot of them were incredibly limited, but they're, they're still fun. So you can take technology limits and use them to your advantage, is my point. Um, 20 says PS2 was the best DVD player I ever had. Uh, PT says, but the PS2 had Jack and Dexter, plus it was PS1 as well. Rexy said, I went through the PS2 and enjoyed a lot of the games I accumulated as well. PT says, the PS2 equals win. Sorry, there is a lot of stuff being posted in the Discord right now. Everyone just loves the PS2. Uh, Marco says, at least the PS2 had games. The, P the, the Dreamcast had games. Just because they're not the games you like doesn't mean they don't have games. PS2 also had Yakuza according to Twinny. Yes, you'd be right. Uh, Rexy says, don't give me that awful meme we keep seeing. Someone, post the Dreamcast stand image, please. Thank you. Dreamcast didn't have games, period. No, it didn't have games, PT. Check your English, son. Uh, True says, I wasn't that fond of the PS2 or PS3. I was an Xbox girl. Good plan. <laughs> 
I did enjoy the PS3 a lot more, but PS2, nah. Did love, did love the PS3, just PS2, no. Uh, Veritex says, PS2 beats bad controllers, PS2 loses. That's the only time I'm gonna agree with you on PS2. Disagree, sorry. Because I really like the PS2 controller. Admittedly, the PS3 and PS4 controllers are much better, but I do prefer the PS2 controller to the Xbox controller, or at least the original one. I do like the 360 controller. And PT has finally posted that the PS2 is a Dreamcast stand meme. I love it. It's it's a good meme. So, providing no one else has anybody... I'll start again. Providing no one else has anything else to say, I think we're going to move on to a song break. Uh, Retrix says, as he's about to oblige, P PT beat me to it. Oh dear. Right, anyway, I'm going to move on because we got we got a lot of stuff to get through still. So since we talked about Res earlier, but we mentioned it again, let's have Area 5 from Res. Enjoy.
Download the podcast that will be available shortly on RadioSega.net and the iTunes Store or stream it on Stitcher. Oh, that background noise can only mean one thing. It's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Discord Call-In. And I'd say we're going to be having a special send-off for this, so if you'd like to join the Discord Call-In, how do you do that? That is a good question. Join the Discord call-in, you will need to join our Discord channel, which is radiose.ga forward slash Discord, and from there you will need to have a microphone and be able to join the Chill Out channel where you have a chance of coming on the show. So let me just... Oh, I forgot to set up my Discord settings as usual. Nice change. There we go. So, just join the Chill Out, and we'll be having a special a special send-off for this segment. So, in the meantime, why don't we just stall for time... Uh, so during our break, Twinny put up a Twitter on the put up a Twitter on the poll because that's how our logic works. So it says, which sixth gen console did Sega have a better partnership with after the end of the Dreamcast? So be sure to get voting on that on our Twitter, which is twittercom Sega. Uh, PT says, how do you download a microphone? That's a good question. I don't know, how do you download a microphone? Please, people, join the chill out. I'm getting lonely. Why? Um, I imagine you can use earphones instead of a microphone. Go ahead. <laughs> Have a go at it. Why don't you try Friend? Okay, we actually have someone on, on this meme fest. Let's see who it is. Good evening, Mysterious Caller. You are now on our incredibly awful show. What is your name and where do you come from? I am Peggy99. Uh, just kidding. I'm Nico. I'm from Germany. <laughs> nice to meet you. Why are you on our show today? What would you like to talk about more specifically? Um, I just don't remember. <laughs> Please just speak about the PS2 because that's what anyone's going to do on this entire segment. Um, yeah. One thing about the PS2 is the best console ever. Like the best one. Best one. Uh, no suck on my airwaves, please. <laughs> Inside jokes are the greatest. Yeah. So, um, okay. name your favorite Sega PS2 game then, since you don't know any of the other consoles. Okay. Um, I never 
first of all, I never owned the Dreamcast, so that's kind of weird for me. But um, my favorite Sega PS2 game is uh, Sonic Unleashed. It's not the best version of it, but it's okay. Yeah, it's pretty decent as it goes. That was the one I played first, although admittedly I played the Wii version, but it's the same game. It's um, not as good as the HD version, but I do think it's good in its own I, way. I played the Wii version first, but I never liked the Wii, so I kind of switched back to the PS2. Yeah, I've heard your various rants about the Wii, so what you, you can just get onto one of them on air, if you like. Um, Rip, okay. Why is it one changed their name to Peggy? Because now Fenty Kickass has joined in, and uh, he wants me to read his legitimate request. Just air the whole chill out at once. We'll end this show as we started. There's no one in the chill out. How do I air that? <laughs> um. Okay, never mind. I changed my mind. Twenty cent. The Wii is good again. Um, I never had a controller for the Wii. <laughs> I only played with that nunchuck, and that. Still kind of annoyed me because you have to move the whole thing around, and that's not the point for me in gaming. I want to sit down and um, like just play the game. I don't want to move around to control, like for example, Sonic. I don't. I don't want to move my arms around like crazy. I'm the same, which is why I got a GameCube controller like immediately for that game. So much better. Um, I actually have Dolphin, but I only played some GameCube games so far. And I use the Xbox and Xbox 360 controller, but yeah, Dolphin is a nice option. But I have the actual console, so and I own the game games, so that makes it kind of stupid for me, I guess. Nah, not really. I mean, a lot of people just choose to use Dolphin actually because there's no reduced load times as well, and you can also up the graphics, oh, yeah. obviously. Yeah, of course, but yeah, it runs on. <laughs> I mean, I could use Dolphin, but at the same time, it's like, well, I can just play games off my hard drive if I wanna, if I want the cold convenience thing. So there's just really not much point for me. The the totally legit hard drive, wink wink, notch notch. Yeah, but all the games I have on my hard drive are actually ones that I did buy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally, because they are. <sighs> this isn't like you're totally buying Shadow the Hedgehog for PS2. This is actually having the game. I I legitimately bought. Shadow the Hedgehog of CoolRoms.com You can't plug ROM websites on the radio, that's not how it works. Um, eBay. I, I got it off eBay, that's why the label was all black in the first place. Yes, yeah, it was, it was from some, from some German dude. We can confirm that anyway. Have you got any last words you would like to say before I drag you back? Uh, like, you know, the greatest suck that can be ever heard on the airwave? PlayStation choose the best console. Follow Mirko underscore tweets on Twitter. Uh, yeah, you should totally follow Mirko underscore tweets on Twitter because you know he sucks. Yeah. So why don't we have? Why don't we break this up a bit? We're gonna have another irregular caller on. T well, I think a regular is downplaying it a bit because this is a first time caller. So, boop. Welcome to the show. Oh. Hey, am I here? Stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Dreamcast Hour. What would you like to talk about today? I don't know. What should be the topic of the day? Well, any of the 6th gen consoles, can you name a favorite Sega game perhaps? 
Uh, Adventure 2 was pretty okay. Pretty decent. Yeah, that's a thing. It's a decent thing. And you got it stuff. Exists. That exists. Yeah, uh, I remember. There's stuff about Adventure 2. They didn't play that on Dreamcast, I only managed to play it because HD re-release PS2 stuff. I mean, it's the best version, so not judging you there, even if I, I would still play on a GameCube, just because of purity. Cool. Okay, I'm trying to think of stuff to say because there are so many people on right now and I'm trying to pad this up for as long as possible because I'm a seller. Nice. Selling out is the best policy. Yeah, boy. You got any plugs you'd like to Dang make then, I guess? What? Got any plugs you'd like to make, like just give out links and stuff since Marco did it like a sellout? Well, hey, follow me on Twitter at that Sony because I'm a freaking loser and I want to kill myself. Bye. Just like all of my guests then, that's okay. And that was Sonny. That was very interesting. So we're gonna bring in the only other person who doesn't seem to be muted. Welcome to the show, Mr. Wonder Man. Why are you here today and what PS2 game would you like to talk about? Because I can read you like a book. Can I just say to start off with that the moment you said uh, you was gonna take this card calls my internet completely that my internet connection completely died. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> I guess that's karma. Yep. So anyway, talk about some PS2 games because I know that's what you're going to talk about. Let's talk about the GameCube. I'm surprised for once. Okay, let's talk about some GameCube. I'm happy. I did say I wasn't going to mention the PS2 to start off with. Okay. So the fact that GameCube was a great start for Sega was a third party and it also brought together, uh, should we say, a long-lasting rivalry from the early 90s of two companies, showing that they can coexist side by side and have a really long-lasting business relationship. Yes, that's true, yeah. I think the two companies were so against each other now working together, there's something a little bit special about that. Yep, and it even showed that Sonic, surprisingly, has been, as as Sega went at third party, surprisingly Sonic has done more successfully on the, on Nintendo platforms. Well, true, he was like the only Sega game that was still being released on the Wii. That's the only reason Sega still kept making games for the Wii, because Sonic did well on that. But it also showed that Sega could win over other Dreamcast franchises to uh, the GameCube, such as... Uh, Fantasy Star Online, which it being the only version of the game that uh, can be played offline compared to the Xbox version. But why would you call it Fantasy Star Online if it's Fantasy Star Offline? No, that's a it's bad a bit joke. I give up. <laughs> you, you suck. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Mirko's gonna be excited though that you just mentioned suck. It's inside jokes. Oh boy. Anyway, as I'm trying to also get connected to my internet on my PC, uh, oh no. Uh, anyway, sorry, I was looking for a network key as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
the fact that it showed, Ursa was uh, one of the only few games on the GameCube that showed the online capabilities of the console. That is true, actually. Because it was uh, like the PS2, it wasn't really known as an online console. That was the Xbox from the uh, sixth gen. So you said you still wanted to talk about PS2 games. Sorry, I might have to rush you on a bit because we do have a few more people still to come on. So what uh, PS2 games well, uh, would you like to talk about? Well, uh, Yaka said that it brought up along like uh, one of Sega's currently biggest uh, franchises. That is very even. True. Yeah, even though they had that lovely, obviously at the end of the Dreamcast era, it was, uh, it went on to show what the PS2 was fully capable of with bigger open world, as well as many interactions with the world, and obviously bringing a great, should we say, like, cinematic style cut, cut scenes along with uh, expanding get gameplay, especially with the yeah, fighting combat. Well, I mean, it's good because it shows off, like, the capabilities of the PS2. At least, you know, it just, despite being so limited, they can actually pull something off. Like, Yakuza is such a massive game, I think that's incredibly impressive. It showed that the PS2, despite being the weakest of its gen, it's got uh, some power left in it that needed to be touched. Exactly, like, different games use power in different ways. Some games don't use the power at all and make it look incredibly ugly, others, you know, can make games look beautiful. Yep. Anyway, right, sorry, I'm going to have to push you off because the chill-out is incredibly full right now. Um, any final words before you leave? Uh, you suck the show, sucks the PS2 rules, goodbye. <laughs> wow, that was a nice exit from our regular call-up, Mr. Wonderman, aka Jamie, aka PT Kickass, aka Grim Viper So, who do we drag on next? Well, that's a good question. Why don't we drag on our unbeknownst victim? Unmute. Unmute. Oh, Over. that was unexpected. <laughs> yes, because I like to drag people out without warning. Mm. Hooray. Yay. So, welcome mysterious caller who I totally don't know. What would you like to talk about today? I don't know, really. <laughs> uh, do you have any topic? Games? What? You, you told me you had a topic. This is a lie. Yeah. I'm lying. I always lie. Well, really, I just guess I can talk about that really because I have nothing to talk about uh, anything else. So uh, yeah, Sonic Heroes PS2, stop bashing on it because it's good. 24 <laughs> frames per second. Hell yeah. No, like, but it it is good really because um, I've played the game from start to finish and I enjoyed it. Why shouldn't people enjoy it? It's playable. It's good. As for Shadow the Hedgehog as well, I know it's not like the the best version, but it still isn't that bad. Like people are saying, don't play the PS2 version. If you have a PS2, don't buy Shadow the Hedgehog. Just uh, buy another console instead. Like don't. Like it's good enough, maybe. It's it's decent. You know, I haven't died after playing it yet. Oh, I thought you. Were. <laughs> I thought you were that really. No. Oh. I own too many copies of Shadow, I now have four copies of the game, two of which being PS2, one on PS3 and one on PS2, and I want to die because the PS2 version of that game's awful. Well, at least don't have like that um, completely legal copy of Shadow the Hedgehog. Completely <laughs> legal, Mr. Mirko <laughs> underscore tweets. 
So I guess if you've got any other, even just on any of the platforms, have you got any other games you'd like to talk about? Um, well, I guess I could say Sonic Adventure DX, even though I only played it on Dolphin and not playing it at the original GameCube, but yeah, there's that. There's also, um, I don't know, let's see, I guess Crazy Taxi, because <laughs> I played the That's PS2 okay. version of it. Yeah, it's a good game. And I can't think of anything else, really. Okay, cause... I'm sorry, I'm going to have to rush you off here, because we've still got two more people. What? <laughs> yeah, just Dreamcast rush me off. Now. The Dreamcast two hours. <laughs> anyway, have you got any final words before I drag you back to your chill-out madness? No, you can drag me, like, no, really. You have to scream or something, me. just scream. Ah! That's a very short scream, but thank you for coming on the show, Mr. Kickass. Um, up next, I think I'm going to drag in, hang on, actually I think I'll just check before I drag them in, because I, I usually get hassle from some people if I drag them in unknowingly, so I like to give people warning now. So in the meantime, I will stall for time. So uh, the Dreamcast—that's the thing that, that, that was pretty good. Yeah, love it. Okay, right there we go. I don't have to stall for time any longer. Welcome to the madness, caller. What is your name and where do you come from? Or don't say any of that. You may know me as Twenty. I do the the Mr. Social things elsewhere. Yeah. I just ate pancakes, so I'm feeling a bit better now. Nice. What game would you like to talk about, or anything, or... I don't know. Okay, well... Seeming as I grew up with PS2, I didn't really have much um, memory with GameCube and Sega. I know they existed, but I just I haven't had the GameCube, so I didn't play any of them. But um, when I did have the PS2, and again, I did not know much about Sega at that time. The only Sega game that I can finally remember playing on there was, and this is the worst version of it, Sonic Heroes. Oh, that it only took me. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, really, it it's been reported that the PS2 version of Heroes is the is the worst version. I I um I, I really don't want to pull it up right now because I'm lazy to do that but I do know that it has like like graphics like downplay graphics in some levels and the audio isn't like that a par with Xbox and GameCube but yeah I, I just found that out like years after the fact so but hey Sonic Hills is pretty much one of my favorite Sonic games and I have lots of good memories about it so I can't I can't bash on the game that much since I have just good time playing it so mm, yeah and try a couple second games on the Xbox and that's where I said that Jet Set Radio Future is better than Jet Set Radio because I have played that game along with um, Sega GT something it, it was was bundled with the Xbox in North America when it first came out, but um, I played Sega GT 2002. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I played, I played some of that 
Nah, it's, it's not my style, really. I'm not really fond of those types of racing games. I'm more into Daytona USA, the arcade type. But um, yeah, JSRF was the one I played mostly, and I had a whole lot of fun playing that. So much so, I um, replayed the game like numerous times because it was just that exciting. Don't get me started on the music because if I if I do, then I will be professing my love for Hideki Naginuma so much. So I'm just gonna say that the music was awesome. The gameplay, um, it was more streamlined than um, just a video. I did play a bit of the um, the PS3 port of just a video, and I I just couldn't get the controls in that down. So just a feature was a lot more easier for me. Just you know. When you go to the marker, then you just have to press the um the trigger button, and then you just sway and everything. So that was a lot easier. Um, I yeah, I also played Outrun Ghost to Coast again since it was originally an arcade game. I felt more um comfortable playing that than Sega DT 2002. Um, but but out of those, Just the Future was obviously my best. Sega game on the Xbox without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I mean, it was a very good game. I, I played it once all the way through, I believe, and I did enjoy it a lot more than the original just because they refined all the sort of bits that didn't really work in the first game, and they also added new parts which did work well, which is why I think they should make a third one because they could just take the two good elements of both of them and combine them to make the perfect game, I think, but they'll never do that, that'll be a smart move. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they'll never do that. They're more, they're more focused on virtual computerized viewers and blue hedgehogs and um, mob gangs and whatnot. They don't even care about that, so yeah, we can dream. Okay, right, I'm gonna drag you back to the chart. Any last words? Final things to say on the show before you uh, trash talk me in the chill out, not chill out, in the general chat again. Okay, see, I've been talking trash about his show for like the entire run, but really, real talk, it was good having you on um, Radio Sega Live. Um, it's a shame that such a topic like the Dreamcast doesn't really have that much long activity to create more episodes, but Hey, 10 episodes is pretty much alright, and you already planned it out real well, so um, thanks for providing another bit of content for the station, and hopefully you come back, I mean, if, if, if it's, even if it's just like appearing on another show, then that's, that's pretty much fine with us. Thank you so much. Um, okay, I'm going to drag you back now. Any final, final words? Screaming or something, as everyone else seems to do when they leave? Uh, uh, you suck. Night, <laughs> oh, nice exit there, Twenty. Keep it classy. And we got one more person before uh, we can finally get rid of this long, drawn-out segment. And I need to go quickly because the music's running out. So, welcome to the show. I, you're gonna, you're gonna have to talk about some games now. Do 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 do. Fill time. I like the way that you gave Queenie a, a, a bit of space, but you didn't give me space. Okay, right, I'll give you some space. Hello, welcome to the show. What is your name and where do you come from? Uh, hi, uh, my name is Emma, you know, it's 
and um, I come from the UK in a place called Luton. Wow, interesting. So what games would you like to talk about on the sixth generation today? Sixth generation, that, that, that's Dreamcast, Xbox, GameCube thing, yeah? Yep. Um, well, um, well, well, can you guess what game I'm going to be talking about? An amazing hmm. game that, that was, that's, that has had versions on the Xbox, GameCube and PS2. And I used to have the game, GameCube version, um, but it's been lost. Um, <clears throat> and um, but I, I recently um, got um, the Xbox um, um, Deluxe version um, on eBay. Um, will it by any chance have anything to do with your username and your profile picture? If so, yes, go ahead and talk about Monkey Ball. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think I've said this before, I don't know if I've said it on, on this, but I've said it in Discord and I've said it a million, a million times almost. But I'll say it again, um, um, because it's like the, the, the last, uh, it's like the, about the dark, the death of the Dreamcast. Um, that, that, um, that Super Monkey Ball is one of my favourite games. It's not my favourite game, and although it, I mean it's my my favourite kind of puzzle, kind of action, kind of platformy kind of game. Party. That's sort of what it yeah, party, yeah, party game. Yeah, I mean because like Final Fantasy VII and, and Shenmue is always going to be my favourite games. So. But um, but apart from those kind of games, then Super Monkey Ball is going to be my favourite game. Um, but it's 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 like a bittersweet um, pill. Because on the, on the one hand, I love that game, and I didn't even know about this game. Because the thing that um, that you lovely um, kids have to understand is that back in um, like the early two thousands, most people didn't have the internet, and so we didn't really know about things. And unless you bought magazines all the time, which uh, I, I tend to be reasonably clued in, but as soon as the Dreamcast died, I didn't really buy magazines anymore. So I was a bit kind of out of the loop of computer games. So my experience of Monkey people was as an afterthought because for some reason I was hyped for the GameCube coming out and especially because the um, the price of when it came out was really cheap. In fact I pre-ordered it in Electronic Boutique and when I, I, I put the deposit down and a little while later I had to put a little bit more deposit down to like, have the like, full deposit and I was told the price had come down and I was like oh that's good. And then on, at midnight, when I bought the GameCube, I was told that the price had come down again. So I thought, um, as any great computer game fan does, oh, I've got extra money. Oh, I might as well spend it then. So I ended up buying Super Monkey Ball, only because it was made by Sega, and I didn't know anything about this game. But then getting home and playing it, it was the best game of that kind of genre, at least, um, that I'd ever played before. And it's really really thankful for the fact that the GameCube was so cheap on launch. I think Super Monkey was so great because it's such a good pick-up-and-play game. Like, you don't really need to be into video games, you don't really need to know much about Sega or the series in general. You can just pick up a game and play it, and you don't even need especially to know the controls. You just learn that on your own, and it's very sort of driven, a very driven experience. Like, you can pick it up at any point and you can still have a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, the, the weird thing is, though, is I never knew that it was, like, on the PS2. I mean, I don't know what the release dates are. I don't know if you, you know that. Um, but I don't know what, if they all came out at the same time because I only knew about the game because I was in Electronics Boutique and, um, you know, I was buying a GameCube and I had some extra money, as it were, 
and so I bought that game. Um, but I didn't know. I, I don't know if it came out on the PS2 on the same day or the Xbox on the same day. I don't know when the release dates were because the fact is, is I already had a PS2 and I already had an Xbox at the time, so I didn't really need to have a GameCube to play it. But I, don't know, I was buying a GameCube for some reason. Um, but as I say, it's a bittersweet pill because, as everyone knows, obviously the, the Dreamcast is better uh, than the PS2, um, but it's not graphically and you know generally it's not as good um, as the Xbox and the GameCube so on the one hand I would love so much to be able to play Monkey Ball and Dreamcast but on the other hand I wouldn't because I know it wouldn't be as good an experience as playing it on the Xbox and the GameCube because say, I love the Dreamcast but you know the analogue pad on the um, on the Dreamcast isn't as good as the Xbox and the GameCube, and so oh, I might have found it a little bit more annoying. That is true. Like, oh no, the um, joystick would not be fun at all for Monkey Ball because you need something with a lot of grip, and the Dreamcast joystick does have that. Those like I can't think what they're called, but like they it does have grips on it. They just don't work. So that's why when you have the GameCube, you've got those nice rubber grips and you can actually hang on to the controller. And I just think it's a lot better of a controller for Monkey Ball. It works. Yeah, that's, that's it. It's definitely a lot, a lot better. And, um, and and also, especially with the 4-play, although Dreamcast, you know, it's always been 4-play, it's got the 4 slots on the front. I yeah, think... The 4-play joke. I'm sorry, go on. Huh? <laughs> um... But um, I just feel, I just feel it, it you know, it wouldn't, it, it would have, it would have struggled, not exactly struggled, but, you know, the graphics probably wouldn't have looked, like, quite as good on Dreamcast, maybe, or, you know, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, have, have been quite so good, so, um, but it's the same thing with lots of other games, you know, like, um, OutRun 2 and uh, Virtual Fighter 4, um, I'd love to play it on Dreamcast, but however much I'm a big Sega fan, um, Sega was in a difficult position when they made the Dreamcast. They were in a position where they wanted to sell them, and they thought the best way of selling it was was to have a console that wasn't, you know, wasn't the best graphically that it could have been um, to make the price point lower. They yeah. could have, they could have, they could have put a better processor, and they could have had better graphics. They could have had a DVD drive in it. They could have done all these things. But then the console would have been like, I don't know, 400 pounds or whatever at release, and they felt it wouldn't have sold then. But, you know, we'd never know. I mean, I would have bought it anyway. It would have taken me longer to save up for it, but I would have bought it. Um, but I can't speak for everyone else. Would it have, would it have mean that the Dreamcast would have lasted for even less time? Or would it have been enough to encourage other de- third party developers to develop for it? And would it have, have kind of killed the PS2 I mean is there like an infinite like is there a universe somewhere where the Dreamcast was the best it could have been at that time and somehow people didn't buy PS2s because the, the starting lineup of the PS2 was, was rubbish um, Fantavision although for some reason it's on PS now on the PS4 um, it, I don't think is a particularly good um, game um, and you know there wasn't very, the lineup at the beginning of the PS2 was rubbish. People bought it because they wanted a DVD player because it was the cheapest DVD player in the thing, and, and that's that's a fact. I mean, yeah, later on there were some great games, but 
if the Dreamcast was the best that it could have been, then they could have had all those games. It could have, it could have been graphically better than PS2. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cut you off because we've been going for an incredibly long time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I think you've been on most episodes now because you're a regular caller. So uh, any final words before you go back to the chill out one last time? Um, Dreamcast is an amazing console. Um, obviously, consoles since then um, are better graphically and stuff. But if you don't have a Dreamcast, buy a Dreamcast because... Um, it's a great retro console. Uh, but my final note is um, it's been a great pleasure um, listening to your show, Green Viper. I, I know you think people joke about this or something or other, but um, especially as it's your first run, um, but just generally, it's, you're one of my favourite um, shows on Radio Sega. So although the Dreamcast Hour is, is um, dying because um, you only meant it to be 10, uh, um, ten shows, um, I really hope that you do get a show in the future because um, cause you're, you're really good. I know, I know you don't always get your notes um, ready and stuff, but, but then G- Gavi's never had notes. Um, I, I just feel that um, you're really good at it and... Um, as soon as you get your um, your idea for your new show, uh, I hope as uh, as long as it makes sense that it will have the green light straight away, and you'll be a full Radio Sega May member. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. Any final final words? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Three, two, one. Sega. Okay, that's not your normal exit, I know. But anyway, thank you so much, everyone who participated on the Discord call-in. We went so long there that my um, extended background music that's half an hour long actually looped back round again. So um, up next, we have my Sega Track of the Week, and if you don't know what qualifies my Sega Track of the Week, is basically... That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it has to be from a Sega game, or it has to be a remix of a Sega song in a Sega game. Or it just has to be made by Sega. And um, today, since we already have the theme of credits and end music, or final stage music, I decided to pick one of my favourite credits themes. In fact, my favourite credits theme from any game. Here's Raising Me Up from Sonic Rush.
Oh no, that cheerful Sonic 3D Blast Mega Drive music can only mean one thing. It's the end of the show! So, that was the Dreamcast Hour. Did you enjoy it as much as I did? Yeah, I know, it was a punchline of every joke for most people, but I've genuinely had a great time taking up this opportunity that I never thought I'd even be given in the first place. I'd like to thank the listeners of my show and everyone who supported me on the show itself or has spread the word of the show. It really means a lot to me. As for my next adventure, I may have something in the works, but whether you'll be hearing my voice again on these airwaves is yet to be decided. I have been Green Viper 8, thank you so much to everyone who listened in, and to end the show, it's the Sega Hard Girls remix of the Sega Gargoyle remix of the Sega Company theme, Double the Dreamcast, followed by followed by Sen, Shenhua Sageflower from Shenmue, because I can't pronounce, and for now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back and relax, wink wink, nudge nudge, if you, get, if you catch my drift, maybe.
Radio Sega. It's playing. The best Sega music 24-7. 